Welcome to Building a Life of Prayer with Pastor David Beatty of River Oaks Community Church, taking you through the prayers of the Bible so that you can grow in your confidence and enjoyment of prayer. Thank you for joining me today as we're talking about building lives of prayer. We've been looking at prayer in the book of Acts, and we've seen that there are, by my count, 20 or 21 references to prayer in the book of Acts, 13 of these being references to corporate prayer, that is, believers praying together. We've also seen that when believers came together to pray, there was very often a great demonstration of God's power. And as a result of the demonstration of God's power, there was often persecution against the Christians. One of those accounts of persecution is described for us in Acts chapter 12, and I'll read there verses 1 through 5. About that time, Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread. And when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. So James has been put to death with the sword. Now Herod has arrested Peter, plans to put him to death, but the church is praying earnestly. We read in verse 6 of Acts chapter 12, Now when Herod was about to bring him out on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and sentries before the door were guarding the prison. So Peter was very tightly guarded. We read in verse 7, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly, and the chains fell off his hands. Now, skipping ahead to verse 11, Peter realizes uh, that God is delivering him. And we read these words. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all that the Jewish people were expecting. When he realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. And when he knocked at the door of the gateway, a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer Recognizing Peter's voice, in her joy, she did not open the gate, but ran in and reported that Peter was standing at the gate. They said to her, you are out of your mind. But she kept insisting that it was so, and they kept saying, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they opened, they saw him and were amazed. Well, what a remarkable example. The believers are praying earnestly for Peter, but when he's actually delivered from prison, they are amazed. So I think we could say this is united prayer, but it was less than perfect prayer in terms of uh, the trust in the effectiveness of that prayer. But here we see again what we've seen throughout the book of Acts. There is power when Christians pray together. Let me ask you a question today. Are you praying with anyone else regularly? Those of you who are married, are you praying regularly 
with your spouse, with your husband, or with your wife. One of the things we see here in the book of Acts is that there is power when Christians pray together. And I'd like to ask you to join me right now as we pray for God's greater work in each of our lives. Father, we come today in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask that you would stir us each with a greater desire to pray. We ask that you would give each of us the privilege of praying with someone else or with some group of people. And we pray, Father, that as we seek you in prayer, we will see more of your power at work in and through our lives. We ask this in your great name, Lord. Amen.